This is episode 28 of Dead Letter Radio. As always, I'm your host, Taze, and this is the podcast with the slogan, Your Words, Your Podcast, because here we feature your writing, your poetry, your short stories, your letters, everything in between. You send it in, and all I do is give it a voice and a platform, but because it's your words, you are the star of each and every episode. If you'd like to send in your own work after listening, uh, listen to the end, and I'll go over more information on how to do so. So how should I start? I guess we should start with a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you decide to tune in. As always, I like to take a little bit of time to just check in with you guys, see how you're doing personally. How's your week been? I hope it's been well. I hope you had some bright spots in it. And if it's been a little bit darker, I hope you have some things planned that will brighten it. Even if that just means you have a show you want to catch up on, a show you want to check out, curl up on the couch and carve out some time for yourself. You deserve it. As for me, I have today came back from a wedding. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the couple was absolutely lovely. The venue was great. The food was amazing. Music good. It was just a very wholesome, good time. And because of that, I came back from a wedding and decided to record afterwards because my planning skills are always amazing. I took a nap, and now I am doing a recording with the morning birds. I don't know if the recording will pick it up, but they are out there. And the sky has that stormy river blue uh, tone to it as well. But hey, it gives me an excuse to be up early. I feel energized and I was excited to bring you all this episode. Overall, I don't really have that much to share this week outside of the wedding and the time I'm recording, honestly. Um, there was actually a topic I did want to mention that I think about it, is that the wedding kind of reminded me of it, but falling in love and uh, finding someone to spend your life with to me is just such a almost miraculous thing um, and beautifully so uh, because to me two people might as well be two universe separate universes coming together each person has their own experiences their own building blocks uh, their own preferences likes and dislikes which is it's all very obvious when I say it out loud now uh, but then to come together with someone else with entirely two different backgrounds, two different experiences, uh, all of that together. And when you look at a paper, sometimes you wonder, how does this even work? But people do it, and they find a way, and the love prevails, and, you know, when the relationship works out, and it's just a beautiful thing. And I always just thought that was so powerful and so amazing, and it, and it was a great reminder to um, be at the wedding and see that. And today's episode, very short rant, because that's all I have, really. <laughs> but let me know what you think about that whole idea of the power of love and coming together as a couple, especially when people are so different for each, from each other in almost all cases. Now, before we jump into the pieces, as always, I like to do my little weatherman spiel. So, on the release date of this episode which is June 20th, 2021. It will be a Sunday, and we're looking at a high of 89 degrees. 
with only very little wind and maybe a cloud or two in the sky. So, maybe stay in, turn on the air conditioner, watch that movie I was saying, maybe go out to the beach and enjoy uh, the sun, get a tan, do some swimming, enjoy the waves. And it seems like the perfect day to do so. Whatever you do, I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Now, ready to hop in to this episode. The first piece I'll be sharing today is by Low uh, hyphen tie hyphen nine six six eight. They're from Reddit. Once again, that's low tie nine six six eight, and all uh, pieces who wrote them will be featured in the description of the episode as well. So feel free to look there if you need more information on who wrote what. But this piece is titled Paris at Night. Love is like a Parisian night to which fanciful fools are drawn. But tower lights and stars alike all fade away at dawn. So thank you, Lotai, for having your poem shared with us today. When I first read this, or I should say after I read it a few times, the image that actually came to my mind, I don't know if you've seen Spirited Away uh, by Miyazaki, but there's a scene in that where this town, which is desolate during the day, then it comes to life at night, where the lights and lanterns are getting lit, and the poem, for whatever reason, brought that image to my mind, obviously just in reverse. But speaking of love and the, our opening topic, love can be like that whirlwind. It can be like those Parisian nights uh, where it's lights, and, you know, most cases... People want to be in love. People want to fall in love. They want to find that person. They want to feel their heart drop into their uh, stomach or get butterflies. Uh, They want to feel their cheeks get uh, flushed and warm. To feel loved and be loved is an amazing thing. But in a lot of cases, it's usually not the first one that we love, who we end up with. Maybe it's not the second. Maybe it's not the third. And so it can be a lot like this poem, where it's such an amazing idea, and while you experience it's great, but just like Parisian nights, like the tower lights, and even like the stars, that love can fade away at dawn, which can feel like an instant. But thinking about it doesn't mean that the experience was bad or negative. And yes, it might hurt. It might be sad that it has to end. uh, That it has to end. But doesn't mean we have to regret it. I think most would like to spend a night in Paris. And so I think most don't regret at least falling in love once. So thank you so much, Lotai, for sharing. This next one is by runout underscore track on Reddit. Once again, that's runout track. And it is titled, What She Wore. She wore a sage green dress and makeup to a roadside attraction wedding on Valentine's Day. She wore spaghetti straps and a push-up bra for doing yard work and running errands. 
She wore a sharp edge of doubt and seethed. She wore my house key around her neck and used it only once because she wore a crown of caution tape from so much trauma. She wore running sneakers and I fell in love with her fingers while she tied the laces. She wore blue jeans with rhinestones. She wore rage in her heart and cursed and spit. I fell for the hair color she wore, the perfume she wore, the nail polish she wore, the fight that she had, the being she was, and the war that she wore. She wore all these things, and she wore me down. So thank you so much, Run Out Track, for sharing this poem. I guess we're just going right along with the love train, honestly. I didn't plan it this way, even though I was at the wedding. Maybe love was just on my mind, and that's why I wanted to start with these two. But Run Out Track's last line, She Wore Me Down, captures the essence of love, at least in my experience, to such an extent. And isolated, it can seem like a negative thing, but I really like how Run Out Track applied it in this case. The feeling of meeting someone, then noticing you know, maybe what they wear, how they carry themselves. And then you notice who they are, who they want to be. You notice the delicate details of how they tie their shoes. Or maybe the slight expressions they make when they find something curious. You take notice of the past trauma they might have shared with you. Or maybe their hesitancies in certain aspects of life. Maybe the fire they have in their soul. Uh, maybe their favorite words when they're upset or when they uh, injure themselves accidentally. You take notice of the kaleidoscope or the mosaic of their experiences and their actions that make them uniquely of who they are. And at first, maybe it wasn't love. Maybe it was just a friend or maybe... You, First it started as strangers and you became friends and you didn't give any second thought about it. But eventually, those traits, those smiles, the colors they wear, the words they chose, the way they carry themselves, maybe those things slowly wear you down, break you down to the point you're vulnerable and all you do is feel is love and I just think run out track that you have captured that marvelously so thank you again by CG this next poem is titled fire in the street people gather not in celebration but in retaliation they try to ignite the single spark it takes to start a revolution. The system. A faceless foe that shows no mercy, designed to punish anyone who breaks the mold, anyone who dares to announce 
I am different. I matter. I am human. Embers stirred fast enough ignite. We are fighting against injustice. The daughter of the system, she makes you question that maybe if we didn't have to fight so hard for our right to love, for our right to live, would there still be fires in the street? I want to scream. I'm so far past the patient. I yearn for justice, the kind granted by our neighbors, friends, and even strangers. Instead, chemical-induced tears sting my eyes, trying to blind me into acceptance. And a fire in the street illuminates the night. We are divided at the foundation. A fire in the streets. People run. Shots ring out. People fall. So thank you, CG, for sharing this powerful poem with us. With everything going on, this poem could honestly be its own podcast episode or its own podcast in itself. But I did want to share a few words regarding it. With everything that is going on, at the end of the day, everyone wants to feel loved. They want to feel safe, appreciated, accepted. And then at the very least, what we can all do for each other, for our neighbors, for people that share the roads we live on, the city we live in, the country, the world we all share, is be kind. There is already too much vile and too much hardship in life and in this world. So be supportive, be kind, upbuild one another, protect one another. If someone needs help, lend a hand. Because at the end of the day, the very least thing we can do, the smallest thing yet the biggest thing in the universe is that we can show love to one another. No matter the circumstances, we all live once. We all are unique. When we go, there will be no one else exactly like each and every one of us. So once again, at the very least, show love, show kindness. Everyone matters. Everyone's human, even though we're all different. So thank you, CG, for sharing. This next one is by GrapeShotZero on Reddit, and it is titled, I Hate Clear Rain. I hate clear rain, which doesn't defy, which yields fate to gravity. I hate my alarm when it's 7 a.m. and I finally felt at home, at peace. I hate my thoughts when they tell me I can, can't be more than this world allows. I hate clear rain, which falls in crowds of common sense like toxic truth. 
So thank you, Grape Shock Zero, for sharing. Regarding this piece, they said, I hate clear rain. It's inspired by my own experience. I've always felt like reality is depressingly unyielding and rigid. I think many of us can relate to this either at least one point in our life or even now. I'm more in the latter of that statement, I'll have to say. And I was only on rereading this that I really appreciate your first stanza where, speaking of the clear rain, that it doesn't defy, it yields to fading to gravity. It goes with the status quo. And then you obviously highlight other good examples. The one I think the majority of us can relate to is the alarm clock, where you finally feel at peace to be abruptly awoken. just to go to maybe a job we don't necessarily love, or what have you. And so this poem actually really brought back my thoughts of when I was growing up, and even now to a certain extent, where I was so dissatisfied with the idea of, you know, you go to, what's expected of you is to work 40 to 50, 60 hours a week, and maybe you have a great job, or maybe you're just getting by with that. Then you have errands, obviously, to do. Then you have to go home and attend to whatever you need to attend at home. And maybe you have some time for yourself. And then you do it all over again. And as a kid, that was definitely a hard thing for me to wrap my mind around. Especially if it's maybe not your own business, or maybe it's a job that you don't necessarily like. But you have to pay bills. And you have to to put food on the table. You have to survive. And there's nothing wrong with wanting nicer things either. To try to enjoy the moments you can. But life does and can feel depressingly unyielding and rigid. And a lot of times I wish there was options that were more presented, more forthright of different routes and avenues you can take, Uh, especially for those who are growing up, who are starting the idea of looking at careers and figuring out what path they want to take. You know, I think, especially for me, a lot of times it felt like there was always those expected few routes, people, especially depending on the area you live in, that everyone kind of goes for, and you don't always uh, shown that it doesn't necessarily have to be a standard 9 to 5 or standard overnight shift if those are the two options you don't want to go to or you don't have to do things x y and z to make ends meet that there's other flexible options that could work for you and so i think grape shot you nailed it on the head with your poem even though painting it in a very artistic and creative way so thank you so much By Charlie Giraud, and Charlie, forgive me if I got your last name wrong, this next one is titled Coffee Break. The gentleman seems delighted, surprised, when I tip him after buying a cup of coffee, and it fills me with sadness. I sit outside and watch a woman selling flowers out of the flatbed of a truck. Beautiful bouquets of wildflowers, bundles of bee bombs, bellflowers, 
Queen Anne's lace contrasted by peach poppies. I can see her passion each time someone passes by, and the only exchange is a smile or an avoidance of eye contact, or a, well, they're pretty, and it fills me with sadness. I consider how I've been feeling lately, resentful and reclusive. Then I hear the woman behind me say, I don't want to be with someone who makes me wonder if I'm difficult to love. And I think of how we're all connected, and how strangers may know some of the most intimate details about us when we find companionship through a confidant in the coffee shop, and I am but a nosy neighbor seeking sisterhood and the ghost of their words. A breeze grazes the nape of my neck. I think of heading back home, alone, and it fills me with sadness. So thank you so much, Charlie, for sharing this poem with us today. Regarding their piece, Charlie went on to say, I was already in a weird headspace upon heading out for my day since I'm on vacation in Chicago and I had recently learned some bad news. So I feel like that sadness was seeping into other areas of my life. I wanted to try to frame the way that my sadness kept permeating my experiences, even though a barista smiled and thanked me, even though I witnessed somebody doing something they love, even though I heard somebody connecting with someone in such a vulnerable way. In all of that love, I found sadness, and I was just trying to hold all of those emotions at the same time. How true, though, are your words. There's been so many times, or I should say, I find it funny that there could be a word. Maybe it's just the way you wake up that morning. Maybe it is an event that happens. And sadness or melancholy, a tinge of blue, permeates everything you see and you hear and you experience. Even in things, as Charlie brings out, that are really things that are lovely or happy, yet still there is that tinge, that tone, that veneer, that everything lays before you. And there's been times in my own personal experience, if I've been with uh, friends and for all intents and purposes, it should be a good time, it should be happy, it should be loving. And there is that, that sadness. And maybe it's because I had something on my mind, or something I've been going through. And it just can be draining, isn't it? can't enjoy everything to the full because no matter what is being said or done you feel that somber air you feel a lot more sober than you like <laughs> and it's and that becomes your reality for those moments it's and then sometimes you have to step away i know that's happened to me before where you just say hey maybe it's just time to head home a little bit and so I think Charlie you captured this wonderfully in all the different aspects and experiences and and still to have that feeling carry through I also really liked 
that point when you bring out of how we're all connected and how strangers sometimes can share the most intimate details. It just reminded me of a brief story of I went to the grocery store a couple weeks ago buying a few things and an older gentleman, I want to say 85, asked me a question about something I was picking up and it somehow turned into a 40-minute conversation with him and hearing his life and hearing about how he was recently widowed and his adventures when he was younger and his experiences now even as an older gentleman and, you know, the friends and family and the wild antics he still gets into. And I have never met this man a day in my life before. <laughs> and so even through those days where we can have that tinge of sadness and sometimes we just withdraw into ourselves, that interconnectedness, those experiences we can share, even if we're just a, as Charlie puts it, can be a nosy neighbor to people's words or even to people's smiles, to their gestures, to their moment-by-moment -moment experiences that they may not even be aware that we exist. It's breathtaking to know that we're all alive and experiencing this all together, whether we acknowledge those next to us or not. And it reminds me of one of the reasons why I started this podcast, to generate that mosaic of people's experiences and what it means to be human, uh, just from an outside looking in, because I'm one person and I can't experience everything, and someone else is one person, they can't experience every single thing of the ups and downs of life. But to have a collection of what everyone's trials are, what, how we view the world, what we enjoy, what we hate, what we love, what hurts us. To have that human record, I think, is something beautiful. And this poem reminded me of that a bit. So thank you, Charlie, once again. And I kind of went on a tangent, but that is the last piece of today's episode. So thank you so much for everyone uh, who submitted, who was willing to share their word, words. I know it can be very personal and it can be difficult at times. And I greatly appreciate your courage. And it's an honor to letting me, a person that you haven't met, to take the time to read your words and give my thoughts on what they make me think and reflect on. Thank you also for all those who tuned in, taking 30 or so minutes out of your day uh, to listen to, once again, a guy you don't know, read some poetry and writing, which I hope brings you comfort, allows you to reflect on some things, or maybe just appreciate your the experiences of your neighbors. If you enjoy the episode, feel free to leave a review if you can. I know Apple, iTunes, such podcasts, it's the easiest way as far as I know with podcasts to do so. Um, but you can also follow on Spotify. If you're curious about who wrote what, you can also just look in the description of the episode and it will tell you the title of the piece and who uh, who wrote it, whether that's their pen name, their actual name, uh, username, what have you, whatever they chose to be credited by will be there. And if you like, would like to tell me personally 
which one you enjoyed, I can always pass that along to the writer. So definitely feel free. I'd love to hear some responses saying, hey, this piece I really enjoyed. Um, and you can do so by reaching out to me on Twitter. Now that's uh, probably one of the better segues I've had. But yes, yeah, so you can reach out to me on Twitter. It's where I am most active in terms of communication. And that is deadlettercast, C-A-S-T. Once again, deadlettercast. And there, you can reach out to me. Let me know which piece you enjoyed. Um, and share the episode if you can. If you think you know family or friends who are into poetry or writing or just want a peaceful podcast that they can listen to on their way to work. Now, I mentioned in the beginning of the episode that it's very simple to submit your own writing if you want it shared. So real easy. If you actually go to my Twitter, you'll find my email there, and I'll tell you right now, too. So if for whatever reason you want to grab a pen, feel free. Um, but it is deadletterradiopodcast at gmail.com. There you can send me an email with a PDF or a Word doc file of whatever your written piece is. I just ask that you include a title, um, how you'd like to be credited, whether you want to be anonymous, which is perfectly fine, or if you want a username, a pen name, or your real name attached to it, so I can give you the proper credit as needed. Uh, and if you can send it me with the date as well, because that just helps me keep organized, that would be awesome. So as I said, a PDF, Word document, either of those are fine. And if it's a short story, I say as long as, I believe it's under 600 words, um, that would be better too, because I only can read so many pieces per episode. I want to give everyone a fair uh, time in the spotlight. So that's the episode. Thank you so much again for joining me on this episode. We made it 28 episodes, and summer is still going on, so we're going to knock out a few more before fall, and next thing you know, we're going to be back in sweaters. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you guys have a wonderful remainder of your day or your night. I hope peace finds you. And this is Taze with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels.